bonus so money, my interview with John Bankin, president of wealth management at Citizens Bank. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. You're listening to So Money. Welcome, everyone. All right. I don't normally post on Thursdays, as you know, but this is a very special bonus episode on the heels of my new exciting partnership with Citizens Bank. I know I don't normally publish on this day, but it just couldn't wait. Now, just so you know, earlier this fall, Citizens Investment Services introduced a new digital investment advisory platform called Specify. And I'm really honored they've invited me to join them on their campaign to educate people about retirement and the importance of investing for the future, which I know is very important to all of us listening. And you know, I'm always for ways to making investing simple and efficient. And on this show, we often talk about the value of digital investment platforms. But, you know, call me old fashioned. I also believe that it can be useful to work with real licensed professionals to help us to guide our investment planning. And the great news is Specify delivers both of these services in one robust platform. And so it's one of the reasons I'm super proud to team up with the folks at Citizens and Specify. And to be honest, the other reason is I'm a New England girl, as some of you know, and Citizens, for those of you who aren't familiar, is one of the oldest and largest financial institutions. Their headquarters are in Providence, Rhode Island, which I used to go to all the time as a kid. We had friends in Rhode Island just an hour away from Worcester, where I was born. So saw Citizens all the time growing up. It was our neighborhood bank, and I feel like this partnership has been a a great way to come full circle. So joining me now to discuss more about the ways we can all leverage investing for our goals and how Specify can help investors is John Bankin. He is the president of Wealth Management at Citizens Bank. John, welcome to So Money. Good morning, Farnoosh. It's great to talk to you. Are you, uh, are, are, do you go on podcasts a lot or am I your first podcast? You are my first podcast. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, this will encourage you to, to go on the podcast circuit. I think uh, Specify is incredible. It's great. It's timely. And I want to learn also about you as a veteran in this financial services industry. You know, you have more than 30 years of wealth management experience, also investment management, banking experience. And so, John, you've seen a real evolution, I think, regarding how we all bank and how we invest. How would you, here, let's start with this. How would you characterize the financial world that we live in today, specifically in terms of how we're all going about investing our money? Yeah, so I guess I would say, uh, Farnoosh, um, the way I would categorize it is uh, complex. Um, you know, we have many, many solutions um, that can help uh, our clients um, reach their goals, uh, whether it's loans, deposits, or investments. But I think the challenge is understanding um, what's the best solution specifically for you um, and uh, and your very specific needs. Um, so, um, and and I think really that what our clients are looking for is value, simplicity, uh, transparency, and advice. Um, 
And I think all those things they, var- they value very, very highly. Uh, you asked specifically about um, investments, um, and I think investing, you know, has changed pretty dramatically um, since the financial crisis. I think, you know, you might say our society has changed pretty substantially since the financial crisis. Um, but I think today uh, what investors uh, want um, to do is participate much more actively in selecting the investments um, that they believe are right for them. Um, they're much less likely to uh, delegate managing investments to uh, to someone else. Um, they want to be part of the process. They want to ask questions. They want to do their own research. Uh, they want to understand the risk return trade-offs that they're making. Uh, they want to understand um, how much things cost because uh, they, I think they very much understand that uh, cost can have a substantial impact um, in uh, in what they're doing. So it's the world is a little bit more complex than it was. It is, but you're totally right. I mean, we want to be connected. We want transparency. I think also we want to simplify the process and by that also say a process that saves us time. And so it makes sense that technology can serve a lot of those needs. Yet I read that still about half of Americans are not investing their money in the stock market. And there, I think, are a lot of reasons for that. Uh, but I I do think that technology could help, right? Can't it help us get closer to maybe uh, more than a majority are investing? Yeah, no, I I think technology uh, can help as you as you suggested, and it's one of the um, the common mistakes I think that uh, that people make um, is that uh, they have too much money uh, in cash. And, you know, just to illustrate sort of the impact of that today, as as you well know. Interest rates are at best maybe one percent um, on deposits uh, and cash that that people are are holding. Um, but if you look at the equity markets, whether it's the U.S. or global markets, um, developing countries, um, they're today probably up um, more than ten percent on a year-over-year basis. Here in the United States, the S&P is up uh, probably fourteen percent or so, and that doesn't happen um, every year. Um, but I think over time, it's generally safe to say that equity markets are going to generally produce higher returns um, than cash. And so I think having a balanced, diversified portfolio um, is, uh, is very, very important uh, to saving for the, for the future. And that means having a little bit of stocks, a little bit of bonds, and some cash in your portfolio. Um, so that's the strategy. Um, technology at the same time, I think, can be um, a great uh, tool for helping to uh, to achieve that. And so, Specify and other other you know similarly other um, uh, digital advisory platforms uh, help uh, do the same things by establishing a very specific plan or what we call an asset allocation for you for your very specific goals. What that should look like. And then how do you ensure that uh, you stay on the path to uh, to accomplishing that um, in the in the future? And so, you know, doing those things, having the right level, having a diversified portfolio and having the right level of equity for the the the, um, the goals that you're trying to achieve is really important to your financial health. Sure. But then, you know, at the end of the day, we're human and we're, we're we have emotions. And as you know, you know, we make irrational choices with money uh, often tied to the, our fears our our felt our feeling of overwhelm or confusion or lack of education and so i think that maybe an aspect of this is also that people aren't investing because they're just worried about the unknown you know it, there are risks to investing um they're worried about making mistakes or or perhaps 
they're thinking, you know, uh, it's just too good to be true. Like it's just right now where we're, the Dow, I mean, it has hit record levels and historically record levels. It's almost like we're worried that the, this, how long can this last? Right. And so what's your advice for somebody who has that mentality? And as a result is keeping their money um, for all intents and purposes under the mattress. Yeah, well, I, I think um, I think it's a great question. I think um, there's a couple reasons I believe that uh, that people do that. Is, and first is, I think people are a little bit overwhelmed with where to begin um, in building a portfolio, constructing it in the right sort of way. And then the second thing is having the time and investing the time to make sure that the portfolio is done in the right way. And I think we think um, as citizens, that's one of the reasons that Specify is such a great tool for people who want to manage their money in a thoughtful way, who want to stay on track and build for the future, uh, and who want to be um, efficient with both their time and their um, their money. So we think it's a great tool for them. Uh, and that's because, you know, when you specify, people can define their goals, develop a plan, open accounts, fund an account, all within between five and uh, seven minutes. And that's a um, pretty, um, pretty remarkable digital process that can actually lead you through that process uh, in that period of time, but what and, and you made this point earlier, and I was pleased to hear it. But um, but what we're finding is that uh, clients who start the digital process often want to talk to a person, to a human, um, as they're going through the process. And so one of the things that's um, unique and I think special about is about Specify is that we offer an opportunity to literally pick up the phone while you're going through the application uh, online. Um, and speak with a financial advisor or set up a future appointment, um, which you can do. There's a calendaring um, tool right built into uh, into the platform. Uh, you can do live chat. You can send email. You can even go into a branch and talk to a local branch colleague um, about the service itself. So it's uh, really all about how clients want to uh, to interact with us. But I think at the end of the day, Specify is a great tool for helping people get started with the process. Yeah, it's definitely a differentiator. I've interviewed a lot of um, founders who run um, automated platforms. I'm familiar with the market. And this is definitely a great move, I think, to be able to offer this hybrid of services. Because while, yes, we live in the digital world, um, money is very, it's a high touch thing, right? You, you want to feel like you have at least some handholding and maybe not everybody needs this, but certainly I think people who are new to the investing world or people who are just too busy and they feel like, you know, the more eyeballs are better <laughs> than, than just one pair on their money that they can actually go in and ask somebody right. questions. It's very, it helps you sleep better at night. And I'd love to go into some of the, the other, uh, you know, sort of the other aspects of Specify. You mentioned, obviously, this uh, incredible opportunity to work with financial advisors in tandem with having this automated experience. The um, There's integrated banking and investing. So I understand Specify is integrated with Citizens Bank Online, which lets customers uh, follow and manage their bank and investment accounts. Um, and this is uh, including investments held at other institutions, which is really cool because... Um, that's kind of, that's pretty nice of you to allow you to do that, right? You can see some of your other investments elsewhere or your other accounts, um, while you're, uh, on, on your homepage and it's all through a single platform. So that's a great way to streamline. Again, we were talking about efficiency and simplicity. This is great. Well, it's, um, I think this digital investing, um, is a new way of investing. And I think we're all trying to 
learn for Anusha? What's the most valuable? How, how do you how do you do that in a way that's most valuable for um, for our clients? Um, Citizens, as you know, is one of the first banks to uh, be able to offer uh, a platform like this. There's only one or two others uh, in the entire country that are offering uh, tools like this, and that's because we're sort of a digitally forward um, organization. But but there are other people that do offer these platforms, and um, and we tried to create something that we thought was different uh, and and candidly more powerful for our clients based on what we understand their needs and um, and desires to be. And so, you know, a few of the things that we're, we're focusing on there is that we believe that customers want to be able to access all aspects of their financial lives in a, in a seamless way. They don't want to have to go to multiple places. And so um, we have basically woven specify right into our citizens online um, banking platform uh, so it allows clients to see their banking and investing accounts all in one place. And then, as you point out, not just their investment accounts that they have at Citizens uh, today, but uh, accounts that they have at, um, at, other, um, at other competitors. So in some levels, it allows Citizens to become more of a portal for accessing that kind of um, information, investment information from other providers uh, right to uh, your online banking uh, page. So we, we think that's going to be important to uh, – to our clients, um, we're, we're seeing um, specify, um, it, you know, sort of this integration of banking and investing, um, we think will really help clients uh, easily move money between their banking accounts and their investment accounts. I think we believe it'll simplify their periodic um, contributions or withdrawals that they may make from their investment accounts. A lot of people who are building for the, uh, the future, as you know, um, like to do monthly contributions. So they'll literally just move money out of a checking account or a savings account uh, into their investing account and it'll become invested in the um, in the specify uh, portfolios. And it'll, um, it will streamline the process of doing that as well as moving money back out and then having access through your normal banking accounts through checks or debits, uh, debit cards or ATMs to be able to access all of your funds uh, in one place. We think that's important. Uh, obviously, an additional advantage is every time you sign on to um, Citizens Online Banking, you'll be able to see how your specify account is uh, performing. Uh, or you'll also be able to see if the assets aren't being managed at, um, um, at Citizens Investment Services through specify. You'll actually be able to see how your portfolio, uh, perhaps held at other competitors of ours, is performing against the uh, the specified portfolio, so we think that that's um, uh, that's value added. Uh, all the integration of the banking and the investing all in one place, we think, will make people's lives a little bit easier, which uh, we think is important. Um, you know, as you point out, um, and we're trying to learn um, about this as we work through um, sort of these types of platforms, but um, some other digital platforms um, that are out there. Uh, limit um, their clients to a fully digital experience. And if you want to speak to an advisor, um, they'll also they'll often charge you higher fees uh, for doing this. Um, we, we've not taken that approach uh, for Specify because we do believe in customers having choice in how they interact with us. So we offer um, what we believe is an incredible digital experience. But as I said, if you want to talk to um, an advisor, uh, either by calling or setting up an appointment, the live chat features that we offer or speaking in a branch, uh, you can do that. Um, and in fact, we encourage clients to do that because we think, you know, clients understanding better how their portfolios are being constructed, 
and then managed um, as they move through time is um, is uh, is important. And then the final piece is um, that I would add there is we think it's um, specify is uh, very cost um, efficient. So um, we offer, as I said, that free service. So if you simply want to monitor. Uh, your portfolios that are in other places and compare them to how those investments are doing to the recommendations that specify uh, would have made for those uh, portfolios. We we do that as a free service uh, to clients. We think it's valuable for people to understand how their perform their portfolios are performing. Uh, if you'd like specify to manage the portfolio, you can do that with as little as uh, $5,000 minimum to open an account. And then the uh, the entire specified services uh, is about 50 basis points, uh, so one half of 1% per year. Uh, and that's about half uh, of what you would uh, typically pay for a managed account at other um, of our uh, providers. So we think there's a, a lot of um, distinctiveness in what we've tried to create here. And I think we'll find out as clients begin to use it, um, how excited they are by it. Well, I just like the idea of having only to remember one password <laughs> to be able to see all my accounts <laughs> in one place. That's really important to a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's just let's just tell it like it is, right? That's that's uh, <laughs> it's the little things, John. Um, exactly, so- <laughs> it is the little things. <laughs> It's great to have you on the show. You know, it's not every day that I get the chance to connect with someone of your caliber of experience in the financial services industry. And so I would love to ask you, like I ask all my guests, whether you're Deepak Chopra or a millionaire next door or Margaret Cho, I always ask these questions and everyone obliges. Uh, it's And so I'm very grateful. But there are so many questions. And the first question, John, is what is your personal financial philosophy, if you have one? I mean, do you have a money mantra that helps to guide your approach to money? Yeah, I, I've had a money mantra um, for 20 years, um, probably more. Um, uh, and, and what it really is, is, um, I, you know, I started saving. So I think uh, saving and starting early, saving for the future and starting early in the way that you do that, and then sticking to your plan um, is really um, very valuable from a long-term uh, perspective. Um, but I'd also say I always balance that with uh, it's okay to splurge a little bit once in a while. Um, so don't sweat the small stuff is sort of my view of the world. So get on a plant, stick to it, and then enjoy it a little bit as you move throughout the years. I like that. And I'll ask later what you splurge on. But before that, is this the mindset that you adopted as a kid that you learned growing up? Is there a story from your childhood or even your younger years, old, maybe 10 years back or 20 years back that has shaped your beliefs around money? As we know, the way we think about everything is rooted in something, some experience. Oftentimes, we can go all the way back to childhood. So curious to know what your, what your kind of uh, entry into the financial world was like. Yeah, and that's, you know, a little bit of that is a sort of a, I agree with you, but a little bit of a sort of a materialistic uh, take on life. But I think that the fact of the matter is financial independence to me, whatever that meant at different phases of my life has always been um, really important. So I literally remember as a kid um, from the time I was 13 or 14 years old, I had a paper route. People don't even get paper papers anymore, but you know, once upon a time, delivering those papers was a, a great way for a 13 or 14 year old to uh, to make a little bit of money for themselves. And then I had lots of jobs um, throughout uh, high school and college. Um, 
the point is, I think that I didn't really want to um, have to ask people for things. I, I wanted to be financially independent to, you know, if I wanted to buy that new album uh, when I was a kid or buying my first car for myself um, or going away on spring break, I, I really wanted to be able to do that on my own. It was important to me that I had the ability to do that and I could make those decisions without having to talk to other people about them quite as much. And so that's, I think, a little bit what shaped my view. Of yeah. Life, so. It's so great. It's one of those lost. Um, I don't know how many people have paper routes anymore. Unfortunately, my father-in-law had a paper route until he was like 19, and uh, he's a hardworking guy. And I, I feel like, I mean, I, there's there is a. I think you're right. There is a strong correlation between people who have been working from a young age, even if it's just like a lemonade stand. You don't have to like you know work a, a, the grind at a young age, but just to get that. Uh, familiarity with being accountable, earning that paycheck, what goes into it, I think um, is such a great life lesson. So I encourage parents to always, even if it's just earning money around the house somehow, um, can be a, a game changer. I cut lawns and did stuff like that too. You know, anything to, to make a few bucks was good. <laughs> yeah. When you're a kid, a few bucks goes a long way. You don't have to ask your parents for the money. I'm all for that. Um, exactly. Describe a so money moment. This is when you felt as though you had achieved real financial greatness. You had accomplished quite a bit. The I say the financial stars aligned. Where were you? What happened? Well, I, I, I guess um, as I um, as I look back, um, I would say probably I bought my first house when I was twenty six um, years old. So just a few years out of, um, out of college and I was able to buy my own house and I felt really proud of myself. That was quite a financial milestone to, to do that. Now I might say when I did that, it was a lot easier to buy a house than it is today. <laughs> the houses were a lot less expensive, but, um, but that made me feel, you know, pretty good about myself. That's great. A lot of our listeners, that's still uh, on their to-do list. And I'm happy to say our listeners are very motivated. And so that's, that is encouraging. I know everything's gone up in price, right? What hasn't? Um, but it is still something that people, uh, it's on their bucket list to become a homeowner sooner than later. So I know. Uh, but it's, it's, it's important because it's, um, it's not only where you live and who you are and where your family is, but it, but it's also often a great investment for the future, right? You hold yeah. it over years and it continues to appreciate. So it's, it's a, it's a great, a great investment if people can do it for themselves. Yeah. If you buy and hold, it's always a good, exactly. a good strategy. On the flip side, is there a financial failure that you experienced that was very um, educational, but it doesn't have to be, you know, a foreclosure or a bankruptcy, obviously not for you, but maybe even just a financial regret or buyer's remorse on anything. Well, I would say um, one of the most important financial lessons that I've learned in life, um, and it was a little bit painful uh, for me, but that was to avoid um, concentration. So when you invest in things, diversification is always um, investments and, and life is always, I think, a, a really good thing. And so when the financial crisis hit back in uh, 2008 and 2009, I had a little too much concentration um, in some investments that uh, that I had, and I would say honestly, it took me a few years to um, to dig to dig out from that. Mm. Uh, obviously, I was younger then, and um, it was uh, you know I was able to uh, to accomplish that. But there's no doubt that uh, my nest egg would be a little bit bigger today 
um, if I would have better understood the importance of diversification as I was going through that part of my life. I think that's a very relatable story. <laughs> and in some ways, I mean, no one could have really seen that happening, right? It's something that um, I think the, the takeaway there is that you just have to kind of stick with it, right? A lot of people, uh, when when markets tank, their, their reaction is to sell and their knee-jerk reaction is to get out of the market. But that's actually a great time to get in the market. Exactly. And, and, and understanding that and um, that's sort of, you know, uh, saving investing um, in a systematic way, like a, a platform like Specify offers for people that encourages you to stay the course. If you look back at history, history would suggest that, you know, time will be as painful as it seems when you're going through it. Uh, things do get better. Yeah. Now, uh, we all have many habits, right? And hopefully, uh, saving and investing on a regular basis is one of them. But what's, what's something that you practice, John, a financial habit that you practice on a regular basis that helps you, whether it's some sort of like mindset habit or actually a tactical thing that you do to help you with keeping your money in, in the right places? Yeah, and and for me, it's uh, I'm a, I'm a little bit boring um, being a banker <laughs> by background, but uh, but I always uh, I always try to live on a lot less than I actually make um, at any point in time. So by doing that, I'm always saving throughout my life, and I'm pretty proud of the fact that I've been able to do that. You know, I don't know about every single month, but certainly every single year throughout my life, and I think that's just a good way to live. It's the best way to live. But but like you say, sometimes it's important to splurge. And so before we wrap, we'd love to do some so money fill in the blanks. This is when we just, I start a sentence, you finish it. <laughs> Don't overthink it. That's the fun of it. All right. So if I won the lottery tomorrow, the first thing I would do is? I would say I would uh, start thinking about how I could give half of it away to charities um, that help improve uh, education in, in America. I think that's something important to do. Yeah, that's great. Because you don't really need $600 million, right? <laughs> or the, I don't whatever even the, need $200 million. You don't even need $200 million, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, one thing I love to splurge my money on is... I must confess, I eat out way too much. Really? Way too, way too fiscally irresponsible. Do you have a favorite restaurant? Oh, I live in Boston, and so there's a lot of favorite restaurants up here. I'd get in trouble if I picked one over the other. <laughs> I hear you. Okay. One thing I spend on that makes my life easier or better is? It was, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the only thing that comes to my mind there is Amazon Prime. I mean, it's yes. the way I live my life. <laughs> oh, have you been introduced to Amazon? Um, it's Prime Now, which... <laughs> <laughs> They'll send you something like in the next two hours if you really want it. No, I haven't. I haven't tried that. Just the fact that it shows up my door next day is generally enough for me, but I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Just keep it in mind. If you ever like need something last minute, batteries or I don't know, you'll fit, you'll find things. I tell you, it's something that I can't, well, I have two young children. So diapers and things like that are always, um, sometimes they fall through the cracks. I forget to buy them, but Amazon prime. Now, one thing I wish I had learned about money growing up is, you know, I can't really think of anything there. Um, you know, I have to admit, I think my parents did a pretty good job, um, in, uh, in that area. So there's nothing that I can really think of that I would do differently, do much differently. Hmm. Did your parents talk about money in the household? Was it something that you felt as an adult that 
you had a comfort level talking about because it wasn't taboo growing up? I don't ever remember talking about money. Mm. Um, I remember talking about, you know, sort of hard work and industrious spirit, sort of independence, whether not necessarily financial, but sort of being an independent person. Those were all things that we talked about. And I think um, sort of the, the work ethic um, was, uh, was, all, uh, was all part of that. But I don't remember specifically mm. talking about money. All right. And last but not least, I'm John Bankin. I'm so money because... Oh, um, I, so I would say um, so money because I would say advising people to spend as much time thinking about your financial life as you do for planning for your next vacation yeah. can make your life a whole lot better. That is really good advice because you know what? I like planning for vacations and it takes maybe a few days. <laughs> it's a week. It's, 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 so the point is, it's not like you have to do it all the time or think about it all the time, but you have to make a concerted effort. Exactly. And people often don't spend as much time thinking about, you know, building their nest egg and sort of things that are important to them for tomorrow and the day after. So if you could just allocate a little bit of time for that, I think life can be a little bit better, yes. at least in a financial way. Absolutely. Um, before you go, John, we should mention that if listeners, if you open a specify account by the end of the year, December 31st, the monthly management fee will be waived for you uh, for the first three months. And the promotional period begins on the date that you have funded the account with the minimum balance of $5,000. And then it ends after 90 calendar days. And so to qualify for the for this promo offer, your account must meet the minimum balance within 90 calendar days of enrollment. So to learn more, check out citizensbank.com slash specify. That's S-P-E-C-I-F-I, citizensbank.com slash specify. John Bankin, thank you so much. I really look forward to working with you and helping spread the good word about Specify. Producer, it was great. Thanks so much for taking the time.